Hey everyone, this is Bob Leahy at Life Church in Chico, California. Welcome to the Midweek Pastors Podcast. This is a way for us to go beyond the sermon through conversation, questions and answers, deep dives into topics, and interviews. Whether it be in your car, at the gym, or hiking in Upper Park, we hope that this podcast really encourages and equips you wherever you're at. Hey, Life Church, Pastor Chris here, along with Pastor Jeff. Hey, hey. And we are having another Pastors Podcast. I like doing this. Don't you like it's doing so this? It's so fun. We yeah. love this. And thank you guys for tuning in and sending us questions and giving us follow-up responses. It really, really does help us. So today, we're going to talk about something that I think was very significant for our church last Sunday. Yeah. And uh, we were talking about the prophetic and I, I want to set the stage by just quoting 1 Corinthians 14.3, uh, where Paul says, The one who prophesies speaks to men and women for edification, exhortation, and consolation. And that's a powerful thing. I mean, the people who think about prophecy, they immediately may go to the Old Testament and think about an Old Testament prophet and there is some forth-telling or predicting the Lord's going to do this. We, we know that. I mean, there were so many Absolutely. prophecies about yep. Jesus being born and all of that. But Paul turns to the church and says, okay, guys, now let me tell you how it works for you. Mm-hmm. So you then, I think, did a great definition. You put it out there and said, look, this is what prophecy is for this church. Yeah. So just recap that again. What What is it that you feel like... The definition, but what does it mean for Life Church? Yeah, so, yeah, Sunday was in my mind one of one of my favorite Sundays, just because I think it's just so it's an honor to be used by God. Yeah, and and it wasn't just me. The beautiful part it was it was our whole it was everybody. You know, it was that's what the Spirit of God does. So when Jesus ascended to be with the Father, and He said, "Hey, wait, wait," and and the the promise of the Father will come. And so that's the promise of the Holy Spirit. Day of Pentecost comes, the Spirit falls on them, and then they, of course, they speak in their spiritual language, but this prophetic voice is also unleashed in every individual, not just the prophets of old. So this is the the new covenant where the Spirit of God living within us, the same Spirit that rose Christ from the dead, is living in us and has communion and connection with the, the, the Father. Yeah. Who wants to speak blessing upon yourself and others? And mm-hmm. so, when we uh, trust, like I love um, what Paul says, the way he says that in in First Corinthians fourteen, it is not past tense; it's yeah. present tense. Yeah. And this is f- minimum thirty years. Some say up to maybe fifty, sixty years. Uh, I think um, after Christ ascended. Right. So Paul's writing this to a to a large body of people saying, you can prophesy. And when you prophesy, these three things should be uh, seen or or witnessed or evidence of this prophetic word that you might have. And so um, I've witnessed a few times in my life where a prophetic word seems like a scolding. Yeah. And that will happen, I think, in a in a maybe highly charismatic or hyper-spiritual, you know, or Pentecostal Pentecostal faith. And so, um, so I just said... The thing that you want to understand and leave with today as I share this prophetic word that I feel like the Lord has given me to share with the whole is you should feel one of these three things. 
you might feel convicted. That's different than feeling condemned. Right. That's a good point. And, and the Spirit brings conviction. And so, but it'll be in the way that the Lord speaks to you. And so, you should feel encouraged, equipped, or comforted. You know, yeah. maybe all three. That'd be great. Yeah. yeah. But maybe just one of them. And I always, I always liken it to me just offering you a, a wonderful meal, like yeah. on a plate. Like mm-hmm. I just say, I feel like this is from the Lord for you. Take it or leave it. Like yeah. if you eat it, great. And I pray that you're blessed. But if you don't, hey, I don't mind. Like it's mm-hmm. not, it's really, I'm the vessel. I'm just being used by the Lord to, to offer something to you, whether you want it or not, that's up to you and you, yeah. between you and the Lord. Yeah. And so, um, but I think a lot of people received it and walked away with with that on Sunday, which was really beautiful. And and what happened on Sunday is it wasn't scripted. That's the other thing that's just amazing how you opened the door, people got up and said, well, I'm sensing this. And then it was obviously God led that scriptures that God had showed you, had showed Jake. And again, we didn't have this conversation before church. So it wasn't, like I said, it wasn't coordinated. And when you open that door, it was amazing to watch people just walk through it yep. in courage and faith. And then what what do you feel like it did for the congregation in the sense of, yes, they were probably encouraged, but do you think it gave people courage to say, hey, I maybe I could do that? Yeah, I think the biggest thing I probably walked away with is Pastor what, Je- what Pastor Jeff is sharing along with... I think the seven other people who were bold enough to come share what they what they felt like the Lord put on their hearts, which was amazing. Just you know, three in the first, two in the second, and two in the third services. Like we didn't script any of that, yeah. and that that's the beauty of the of the Holy Spirit. You mm-hmm. know, that's in all of us, but yet in communion <laughs> with the Trinity. Right, right. Like that, you can't you can't do anything. You just say, okay, you're going to steward this really well. So. Throughout the three services, I think there was a theme of the Lord wants to speak to you, and He can speak to you in this way, but He can also sp- speak to you in that still small voice, and He wants to speak to you, and He's probably been speaking to you. And I think as those services kind of went deeper and deeper in each service, I, I continually felt like I think there's some people who feel like they're deaf to the voice of the Lord, mm. and that might be people right now listening. So I'd encourage you, maybe go back and watch Go watch the video on YouTube from yeah. our any one of those services. I don't know if I can't remember if it's just one or all of them, but go watch it and and hear what the Lord is saying because I think the Lord is wanting to say, I'm gonna miraculously spiritually open up your ears so that you can hear my voice, you mm-hmm. can hear my tone, you can hear uh the measure in which I share and speak with you. The 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 quickening of your spirit is my voice to you. You mm-hmm. know, like mm-hmm. and and I think people were very much wanting and desiring and very thirsty for that on yeah. Sunday. And I think yeah. that was just part of like what the spirit was wanting to do. Saying, right. look, it doesn't matter if you're a pastor on staff at Life Church or a mechanic throughout the week. Like who who cares? The Lord wants to speak to you because he loves you as your child as his child, yeah. you know? And so I think that was probably the key thought or key takeaway for me right. you know, on Sunday. And then well then you did something that I don't think we've ever done at Life Church where you said, I want everybody in the room to come forward, come to the altar. Mm -hmm. And obviously that was risky for you, but people responded. And it was what, again, that's hearing the voice of the Lord. So you 
heard, felt, sensed that God wanted to do that on the spot, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I was trying to like, you know, it's kind of if you're <laughs> if you ever lead a service or you're you're preaching, you're always kind of asking the Lord, you know, simultaneously, okay, mm-hmm. Lord, how do you want to how do you want to close this out? Like, how do you want to end this? Mm-hmm. And to be sensitive to that. And so again, this wasn't scripted. I actually went in thinking, hey, I'm going to share this prophetic word that I feel like the Lord's put on my heart. We'll see what happens from there. But I also have a sermon <laughs> to yeah. share. Yeah. And so quickly realized, okay, the sermon's not happening for sure. So then it leaves me with a, okay, well, how are we going to close this out? And and as people were sharing, as uh, we were responding, I felt like there's nothing better than being together um, and realizing that we're all in this together. Yeah. And when you sit in chairs, you know, our, our human nature is to sit not right next to somebody, but to uh. keep a chair or two in between and have our space. And I, I get that to a degree. I, I'm the same way in a lot of ways. And, and so I thought, let's just all come together. Like, what would that look like? So I started to look around first service. I'm like, well, I think we could do it. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, let's just go for it. And I think after that first service, I was like, this is a no-brainer. This is what people need. And I think it just reminded me, well, when once everybody got up there, it was that it it was the passage from, you know, about Elijah where he was in the cave and the Lord said, There's seven thousand others mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. And because he thought he was the only he one. He thought he was the only one, you know, and he's depressed and isolated and 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 you're not the only one. You're not alone in your troubles. You're not mm-hmm. alone in your mm-hmm. isolation. You're not alone in your fear. You're not alone in your anxiety. You're not alone in in wanting to do what the Lord's asking you to do, but but not sure how to do it. You know, you're not alone. Mm-hmm. And so when everybody came together, it was kind of like, look, look, like when you leave that door, you, you're the enemy might want to tell you you're alone, but you need to remember this moment that mm-hmm. this is, mm-hmm. this is the body of Christ. Yeah. This is us together, not alone, but together. So, you know, it would be great too. And those of you who are listening, if you attended any one of those services and then came forward and the content of this, the, the message that day, what did God do to you? So if you're listening, yeah, you participated, yeah. we'd love to hear how that affected you. Maybe you had this thing pop into your head of like, well, maybe this scripture is from the Lord, but you held back. Mm-hmm. But also, what did going forward to the altar with everybody else, what did that do for you? I'd really love to hear people's yeah. feedback on that because that's how it start. it starts by hearing, sensing, and then taking a risk and doing it or speaking it out. And this is the safest place in the world to do that right here. We're not going to persecute anybody for missing it or get getting off topic. Absolutely. And and that just reminds me of, you know, Revelation where it says they overcame the enemy Mm -hmm. by the word of their testimony, you know, of course, by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. And so um, to actually speak that out, and if you don't get back to us, that's, I mean, we would love to hear for sure, Mm -hmm. but share it with somebody. Yeah. Like share it with another believer, share it with your spouse, share it with, um, maybe somebody doesn't know Jesus Mm -hmm. and you're like, Mm -hmm. man, I, I kind of tell you about what happened at church. Like whatever it might be to see, you know, to be able to, to speak out confirms the things that the Lord does. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think it really solidifies and seals like, no, this actually happened. Cause I think one of the key characteristics of the enemy is he, he seeds doubt so as soon as you leave and as soon as you get time and space away from that that experience with the Lord, the enemy begins to seed, well, you know, I mean, come on. Yeah, yeah. well, 
And it's just this little uh, um, thing. So in, when you speak it out, it solidifies and it breaks the power of the enemy in that sense. So anyway. Well, but you know, you confirmed a thought that I had was that there is something so powerful and purposeful that God wants to do through his people and the enemy just wants to silence us. He wants to keep us from speaking, from hearing, and also say, well, that was back then, that doesn't happen today. Yep. And your point about, no, Paul was speaking to you know, people, what, 30 plus years after yeah, and what just so you know, on the day of Pentecost. The Holy Spirit doesn't change. Yeah, exactly. So the characteristics and traits of, of the Holy Spirit never changes. Yeah. So... Why would we say that cessation is something that's real? Like, no, this is a false belief. I'm sorry to say, yeah, like, this is not. I agree. Like, the gifts and the fruit of the spirit can be manifest in all of us. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm not backing down from that one. That's, that's like right. who we are, and that's who Christ, what Christ does, and that's what the Holy Spirit does, right. and it brings freedom for yeah. a lot of people. Amen. And hopefully, this podcast for those of you who are listening has released something inside of you that has caused you to want to move forward or take a risk, write it down, write down a passage, write down a vision that you saw. Maybe it was a dream. You know, Give it to us when you see us on a Sunday or you come to one of the life groups or send it in through a, an email. Mm-hmm. Let hey, us know. Yeah, I, I want to close on one thing. Go for it. Please do all that stuff. I think one of the, the key points of that prophetic word was it wasn't about laziness. It wasn't about being apathetic. It wasn't about not wanting. It was actually almost the opposite where we're trying, trying, trying. We're trying to do all this stuff, trying, trying, trying. And we're like right. spinning it out. Yeah. So my friends, if you're, if you feel like life is just spinning out, you're like doing all of these things and getting nowhere. I would say there's something spiritual happening. And this is where you call upon the name of Jesus, yeah. invite the power of the Holy spirit to bring breakthrough, freedom, deliverance, whatever he needs to do to speak speak to those things and to reveal maybe what the things you're probably shouldn't have said yes to that yeah. like nobody like the lord wasn't really inviting you or asking you to say <laughs> yes to those things <laughs> and really slowing down yeah our society and our culture just just dominates us mm-hmm. with our schedules mm-hmm. and and of course we have four kids our calendar is dominated but i still have to chunk out time yeah like I did this morning where I said I could do a million things, but I went and sat by the creek for 45 minutes yeah. and just prayed. Right. Like you've got to just be with the Lord. Amen. And watch what happens. Like you'll be so much more fruitful in life. Like right. he'll pick you out of that my clay right. that you're spinning out in and set your feet on the rock. And that was one of the key verses that I think the Lord just spit out of my heart wow. on Sunday. Yeah. I remember that, and I said, folks, go back and, and watch that on our uh, YouTube channel or go to our website. So be bold, be brave, know that the spirit of prophecy is on us as a church. We want to see God moving in that direction. So be blessed. Have a great week. Peace Love out. you guys. Peace out. Thank you for giving us a listen to this week. If there is anything that you'd like to hear on this podcast in the future, if you have questions, or if you'd like to hear us interview someone, please send us an email at info at lifechurchchico.org. Have a blessed week.